Welcome everybody to the GBO podcast brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. And Bryce, it's been a good weekend. Feels good when you win. It does feel good when you win. It's been a good weekend. And I, just on the basketball front. And it's probably rare that the men and women winning all in the same week without any losses. Yeah. 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 Are we did did we go four and zero on the week? We went four and zero on the week. Four actually five and zero. Yeah. The ladies had four games. That's right. Five and zero. I can't count. Five and zero. Are on you the a week. teacher? I am a teacher, and I can't count. Don't tell nobody. Well, I just told everybody that's listening, which hopefully is somebody. Fair enough, y'all. Everybody out there, it's a great day to be a gamecock. If you are just tuning into the podcast, if you didn't have a chance to watch during work, because, you know, it was noon on a Monday. Fair. And Monday of Thanksgiving week, some people are off of work, some people aren't off of work. I would appreciate a podcast to work out to during all the eating I'm going to be doing this week. That's right. And so we've got everything for you. The Gamecock women's basketball beat UConn. We got to lead off with that. Yeah, just like, well done. It doesn't happen a lot. That's probably the one team that dominates us. In women's basketball, and we beat them a few years ago, but then they beat us last year, so it felt great today to really just put it to them. Yes, it, and, and that is, that's what the girls did. They put it to them. Well, early on, so we got up, I believe, 6 nothing. And two, two quick free threes, man, and I was just like, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. And then it was, and then. But then they, they got hot. I think they got up 13-8. to eight. But Paige Beckers, she's just, a she's oh, a winner. She's a winner. She, she just caught you think fire. when she's out there that she's going to get pushed around. Yeah, but that that doesn't happen. She just catches the ball and shoots it. It goes in, and she always makes that ten footer. Oh my goodness! Right every, off the block every time. She like literally, we go up six, and then she gets hot, and I'm sitting there thinking this girl's going to drop forty against us. Well, she shoots seventy percent. I think she's shooting seventy percent on the year. She it's was, volume, but also she has the percentage. She was shooting 70% in that first half, that's for sure. And the one thing that UConn doesn't do that we don't do well, they make free throws, and for some reason we'll have to, you know, the one negative if we do want to mention is turnovers and free throws with the ladies. The, the first half was not good, Bryce. We had a lot of turnovers earlier on. That's kind of what kind of drove UConn for the lead for most of the first half. First half wasn't good. First half um, – UConn, UConn had a big lead. I think they got up by 13 was the most they were up by. It got scary, but did you know what? Dawn never called a timeout. She let them play through that it. That was interesting. Let them play through it. Uh, Frank I, would have called a timeout, but Dawn was like this. We can get over it, which kind of did. And um, and it, they took that lead also at the same time. Cook got into a little first half foul trouble. Got two fouls early. They took her out, but we had to bring her back in. Yeah. And when and, she came back in, bucket, bucket, bucket. And kudos to her. She pulled us back back in it at the end of the second quarter and didn't foul didn't foul she got to the she got to halftime with only two fouls that's that's and what, um that's she, the goal. she came back in the game with two fouls got to the half with only two fouls and uh and i'll tell you what whatever the 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 ubo podcast is the uconn basketball only podcast out there talking about it it's probably out there they're probably talking about how much uh how good cook is and about how much she kills well them. cook in boston really carried the show um I think I noticed a little bit with our backups that came in, our non-starters, that they were a little shook for our UConn's ladies. Oh, they were not ready for it. We were, I, I believe, out there. Every on time Twitter, our bench came in, there you, was a run. You you put out there that we were a little shell shocked. Yeah, I think were your words, and I think that was that was right. But then, because um, UConn only plays about eight, but then Cook comes back in the game. We start chipping back away at it. 
And at one point, we have like 22 points, and Boston and Cook had all but three of them. They're dominant leaders. They both ended up with 11 at the half. We cut it to three by halftime, and then the second half happens, and oh boy, it was it was it was a party. I mean, when we got down 13, 14, I was like this: we just can't get over the Yukon hump. No, I I was not excited about sitting down to record this podcast today, but you know, hey, that second half happened. How good were the Gamecocks in that second half? Just dominant. Just yeah, Boston. Boston comes out in the third quarter, and she was just like, "Hey, Yukon." Hey, Paige Betters, Beckers. There you go. Sorry about that. Hey, Paige Beckers, I'm the best player on the court. Do something about it. Yeah, and you know what they did? They did not do something about it. And, not at all. And they were shell-shocked in the fourth quarter. The, once once Beckers cooled off, they really didn't have a person to go to for points. Well, for some reason, all of a sudden our defense came back. After it was gone in the first half, the defense came in the second half and – so that the, was the big difference, the, the third and fourth quarter. The foul calls in the first half were a little... Ticky-tack. And, and a little unbalanced. That's fair. Just that, a little that's unbalanced. Fair. Or, or uh, I think uh, DC out there at the States, at the Post of Courier, said they were stunningly, you know, that, 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 that the UConn women were stunningly, no one had more than two, when like half of our team all had three. And they were SEC refs. I recognize them. They were SEC refs. Yeah. You thought that wouldn't happen, but it's fine. The touch fouls happen, and... But the ladies, if they can get the turnovers under control, which they did in the second half. Did in the second half. And then they make free throws down the stretch. Which they did in the second half. If they fix those things, we can blow out ranked teams I mean, every night. We just did. It was nice. We just blew out the the number two team in the country. And we beat the standard, and they are the standard. Uh, the coolest thing that I heard on the broadcast was that the AP poll held the voting second time since 1976 and and the women were just like let's be unanimous number one y'all but we'll get into that a little bit more because i do want to talk about the tv coverage yeah for that tournament (laughs) but before we get into that there was women's team this women's team has just been so good this season and And we expected it yes yeah and 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 they've been so good this season and uh we expected it preseason number one uh, if we go back to the beginning of this week, uh, season opener at Clemson. 11 straight against Clemson, hey, or the team from the upstate. You 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 would call this Clemson week if this was a different podcast. And uh, I do want to mention that in the game, though. They came at us early on. It was a close game in that first half. We, did, we started out flat. But then what happened? Took care of business. The five-star showed up. That's right. And that's what happens when you have dominant five-star players that take over the game. Started making threes. It got ugly. Yeah. The crowd um, was unbelievable. Oh, th- this is something that also needs to be talked about, is that the crowd for that women's game, it was one of the best crowds I've seen at a Carolina basketball game, men and women, in a, in a while. Uh, you, you know, like the the UConn crowd before COVID, what, there was a Mississippi, there was an awesome Mississippi We've State game. We've had a few 16,000, 17,000, 18,000, but this early on in, in non-conference, 13,000 plus biggest... Attended women's game on the year. Well, only attended women's game on the year. There you go. Lowest attended women's game on the year. Well, people wanted to come out. It was good to see. And even Dawn after the game was very That was nice. Congratulatory. I felt felt personally thanked. You you know, just like for for going to the game, Dawn grabbed the mic, thanked everybody for coming out. Um, It wasn't a ranked team. 
and usually these big turnouts, the the, the big seven around ranked teams. Are, are, but when you when your rival comes in, it's good. People show up, and it was the first game. It was a perfect home and opener, and everybody loves beating Clemson. It doesn't happen a lot in the other sports. That's right. But in women's basketball, what's what's doing? It's happening all the time. Dominance, eleven in a row. But I did want to mention one thing from that game. There was something that really bothered us. What bothered us? What was the modern exterminating? We know what bugs you. The What's bugging us this week? What, what we know what bugs you this week is that the Gamecock basketball program has switched from t-shirts to, to rally towels. That's right. And I feel like that's a cut a cutoff in price. Because yes. a t-shirt, you're probably what, 10 buck t-shirt and these rally towels are free. Like, like I can I can go grab one. I think I have fifteen in my car. Why why weren't they giving them away? I think to this thirteen thousand. Maybe we're trying to make up for that COVID. You know the COVID year had make they had to make budget yeah, cuts. Had to make budget cuts. The other thing about this is that they'll all come out, and if you sit in like section one fourteen, your odds of catching a rally towel significantly higher than anywhere else other than the student section. Well, we're, yeah. we're right near half court, right up near the visitor bench. But for some reason, our section gets avoided, except for one towel, and I caught it. Yeah, that's right. They threw one towel over there, and you caught it. And I will say the arm strength on the cheerleaders, men's and women's, if you're past row 12, you're not getting a rally yeah. towel. But I was on row 11. I stole it from an old guy. Felt a little bad. No, you didn't. I didn't. It was great. <laughs> so, uh, so going from this game... Uh, that's enough rally towel talk, I think. But going from this game into the weekend, that's we're probably the only podcast that mentions this this week. What do you think? Probably, I, I'm that's guaranteed. What, guaranteed. That's what makes us great. That's what makes us great. If you disagree with that, send us an email. Let us know. Gamecock basketball only at gmail dot com. Uh, so going into this tournament, uh, the Battle of Atlantis, also known for the sponsor of the Bad Boy Mowers. That's right. Are you a bad boy mower, Bryce? If I could afford one, if I had a big enough yard to have a zero-turn mower, they would probably be my pick. Just great name. Fantastic name. Would have been a great trip to go down to the Bahamas. I've mid eighties. We need some low more humidity. Listen, we need some more listeners so that we can uh, so, so that we can you know expense that. Maybe on the we need to push modern exterminating for a little more money. <laughs> Maybe we do. Fly everybody down to the Bahamas. So Glenn, if you're li- listening to this. Throw us, throw us a few bones. <laughs> anyway, so, else don't make our sponsor mad. Yes, that's right. Uh, we're, we're happy he's sponsoring it. Modern Exterminating, excellent, excellent pest control. Bryce, are, is your home protected by Modern Exterminating? It is super protected. My home is super protected by Modern Exterminating. Termite well. bond, pest control, nice people. Um, so anyway, this... Three games in... And we played in the Buffalo, Bahamas. We played Buffalo on Saturday. Saturday night, took care of business. Not much to mention. That, that, we well, handled business. And you didn't expect a close game for that one. So, so however, how would you have watched this game? This was an issue. This was another we know what bugs you moment this week. So, for some reason, every now and then, these holiday tournaments, the championship games will be on national TV. But Flow Hoops, for some reason, owns women's basketball holiday tournaments. They yeah. have the they have the coverage. And in order to watch this game, in order to stream this game, you had to subscribe to Flow Hoops for twenty nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, and and then you had to like cancel the so it was twenty nine thirty dollars. I literally bought it and then canceled it right after, but I have it for thirty days. So if any of you guys need my Flow Hoops subscription, I'll hand it out to you. It, it'll be active for another like 28 days. But what was frustrating, the announcers were poor. 
they announced the wrong scores during the game when the scores on the screen were right. It's just, I just feel like ESPN, throw a little bit more money and you do, know, put all the t- games on TV or th- streaming. They could have sent us and we could have just announced it. I think we would have done a better job. Anyway, Flow Hoops, not a we're, the GBO podcast can go on record that we're not a fan of Flow Hoops. We're, we, we, it, if they're listening, not a ton of flow. if they're listening, I feel like they're a little upset right now, but I don't care. Also, if they're listening, that's amazing. And uh, hey, Flow Hoops, yeah, what's up? Get it together. Get it together. All right, so they don't look great against Buffalo. The women don't look great against Buffalo on Saturday night, but they take care of business. They ended up putting it over 20 points, and that's yeah. what matters. Yeah. I think Dawn was a little disappointed in how they played, but they still won by 20. Um, but then we roll into Oregon, number nine, Oregon. And they are not the Oregon from two years ago that was battling for number one with us. That's true, but they're still Oregon. They're still ranked number nine. It would not have been fun to lose to them. And we did not do this. We did not We lose got up to them. early. I think we started 8 10 run. Yeah. They couldn't do anything about it. They were short short-handed injuries. I don't think they only had eight available scholarship players. We win by 17, 80 to 63. And they, when they were number nine. So I was, ex- I bought the flow hoop subscription. Cause like, man, this is going to be a battle top 10 matchup. It wasn't a battle. Ended up getting a little bit closer towards the end, but it got up to 24, 25 and we put the backups in, but our backups are good too. So yeah. it's not much of a drop off. And then, uh, and then, obviously, we talked about it on the lead here of the pod, but uh, the championship game against number two UConn. Beating them 73-57, beating them by 16, and really, it was a close game the whole game until that fourth quarter where until they the, only scored three points in the fourth. The, three points in the fourth. We outscored them in the third. We chipped away at it in the second. And I'll tell you what, like, Boston and Cook carried us there in the first half. And they're then they they're were, the soul of the team. And then they they were also very good in the in the – third and fourth quarter as well, but a lot of people came to play today. Even Littleton came off the bench oh, and man. two big two, threes. Two, when they cut it to six a few times, massive hit the threes. threes. It kind of took it over. Two massive threes. I'll tell you I'll tell you my point, my favorite moment of the game, all right? And this was when I knew it was in control. We come down, we get a bucket, all right? We come it's all down, about buckets. We come down, we get a bucket. I think we were – I think this put us up by like two or four points okay. at the time. And uh, we were, we had, this was in the third quarter. We're kind of chipping away at the lead. And then Cook is running back down the court. Steals the ball in the inbound. She just kind of like sleep, acting like she's lagging around. Attention. Yep. UConn player throws a little lazy pass. Yep. And Cook just steals the ball. It, it, it was a change of the momentum. Well, so, so, so she steals the ball, gets a layup. And then, and then, and and like everybody's jacked up, they throw Gino, it in again. Yep. Gino should have called a timeout because they, they go and throw it in again, and they throw it out of bounds. No, Henderson gets it before it goes out of bounds. Oh, I know. I'm saying they, they were, it was going out of bounds, and Henderson grabbed Hen, it. Hen, Henderson grabs it, slows it down, runs a set. Boston with a layup. I think we go up six. I think it was a six eight zero run right there that yeah. really changed the the rest of the second half. And we didn't look back. No, it was great defense. We kept it sixth along the whole way until the end and then opened it up. Honestly, that was something that we've never seen against UConn. That's right. In fact, we are often the team doing what they did right there when we play UConn. Making a over the years, over the years, making making a little boneheaded mistake, like not not letting the moment get to us and uh and but we just we were the better team. Did you see Boston's stat line? 
it's good. Why don't you read it to me? Just 22 so. and 15. And she, I think she had a double-double in the first half. Yes. Yeah. That's stupid numbers. 22 and 15. You know who else? Are, are you looking at the box score? I'm right looking now? at it. Okay, so I want to know something because somebody else had a sneaky, really good game. And that was Cardosa. It seemed like she was getting a rebound every time. Six rebounds in 12 minutes, four points. She's not a big scorer, but when she scored, she, she made, she made she the most of it. She had a nice... Two and two for the in four. That, in that little run, in that little run that we went on, she had a nice... She, like, uh, Cook drived and kicked it to her, and she caught the ball on a little nice little feed. It's nice to have a, a big lady or little, man hit a little slick, in basketball and catch little, the ball. Hit a little, she hit a little slick layup, and, and I was like, this is... We're bigger than them. You, you know, I, I remember watching her get some boards down the stretch, sitting there watching the game, being like, we're bigger than them. Than them. Well, most of the game was positive. I did want to mention a few things. Emma Harris struggled, struggled out there, L.A. She didn't yeah. have a good game. She looked a little frustrated. Yeah. UConn's just great at defense. She she comes in the game, and she got – she comes in the game when Cook – I think she comes in the game when Cook gets in foul trouble in the second quarter – and then she start, She picks up a couple of fouls. A lot of fouls, four. And she she might have been in the moment a little too much. You, you, you know, like, um, didn't have a good game. I will say this about her, though. If we go back to the Clemson game, you had mentioned in Clemson, there, we had a little slow start. Yep. Right? Second quarter, I thought she played great. That what we what we were in foul trouble. Boston's on the bench. She scored the, a few buckets the, when we weren't scoring. That's true. And, and You're she, right. She got a couple of steals, couple of rebounds. Uh, I remember thinking to myself in that quarter. I'm talking about this on the pod, but then you know, kind of a lot has happened since then. It's been a lot in a week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a week for the women. That is for sure. But uh, but but just she did struggle a little bit. Came together. But pretty much every game over the last couple games for the ladies, Henderson, Cook, Boston. Those are the three. When they have good games, we win. The other thing, Henderson, from a scoring standpoint, was off a little tonight. She played 38 minutes. And down the stretch was rock solid. Like, Well, like, that's what you expect from your senior guard. Just, just down the stretch was rock solid. Didn't turn the ball over, handled the ball, controlled the ball. She just... This team is really good. Well, uh, we're going to call them the big three for the rest of the year, but when the big three handle business, we yeah. shouldn't lose a game. Now, there were a couple of takes out there on out there in the uh, Gamecock Twitter world. In the Gamecock Twitter world about how, at what point now, can we talk about this team potentially going undefeated? Well, I think that's not a hot take. We're 6-0. and We've beat a few ranked teams. We beat the ranked team in UConn. I mean – there's, there's, well, the expectation from the podcast was Final Four a bust, right? Yeah. But after showing what we did to UConn, there shouldn't be a reason why we're not in the championship game. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. Things happen. Things breaks happen, happen in things, the tournament. Things, I'm, I'm not going to criticize the team it's early. If, they, if, they, if they don't win the national title. But if Dawn's going to win another national title, if she's going to win another national title, this is the year to do it. Like, True. This is, this is the good team. This is... This might be the best team she's had. And we don't have to rely on the, the freshman five stars. Right. Recruiting class. They're just an afterthought. They occasionally play. They only get a few minutes each. Yes. And that, what's great about them, they, there's not the pressure on them to be dominant like, early on. Like like the last two years, we've had to rely like so much on the freshman. Even the Ty Harris um, you, you know, season where we had a – where we were a, obviously a 
national title contender there, probably the national title favorite. Right. Um, we were relying on cooking, cooking Boston a lot that season, and uh, this season it's like there are. There are a lot of good players on this basketball team. They're six to zero. We didn't expect them to. I didn't expect them to beat UConn. No. Did you expect that? I. It was funny. I, I go into this game and I'm like, we need to beat them. I don't know what I was from a perception. I, I go. This. It was going to be a we, close game. We need to. I did not. I'll tell you what. I didn't want to hear takes about. Okay. I didn't want to have to list. I didn't want UConn to beat us and then us beat them at home and have people tell us how. And, oh, and, true, have, and have true. people tell us how we split against them and have people tell us how, well, we couldn't beat them on a neutral site, so they're number one, you know, yada, true. yada, yada. True, good point. Didn't, didn't want to hear that. And, you know, now we get another shot out of Look forward to that. Was it late January? Yep, it's late January. It's going to be, I bet it's going to be more than 13,000 people there. Fair point. Yeah, it's going to be a big UConn game. UConn might not lose again till they come see us again. We'll see what happens. But ladies have Elon and... In- North Carolina A&T coming up, and those games, Elon's on Friday after Thanksgiving. Those games seem like the can we score 100 games. Yeah. So, well, good start for the ladies. No complaints. Yeah. No comp- Yeah, definitely no complaints. <laughs> Winning cures all. Yeah. Now, if we shift gears a little here. The men handled a little business. Men handled a little Unexpected business. Unexpected business from what Vegas had to say. That's right. So we were we were a home dog against UAB. Thursday go, night, Thursday. Colonial Life Arena. And uh, going into the game there. And potentially from, from like some of the metrics, you know, GBO Pod loves Kim Pom. It's a decent look at who's good. That's fair. And uh, and uh, UAB's Kim Pom rating was in the 50s at the start of the game. Well, they're coached by Andy Kennedy, the old Ole Miss coach, Frank's buddy, and he knows what he's doing. I really like Andy Kennedy. I, I always, I liked, he was a great. He was a winner, and he made the postseason a lot. Not just NCAA, he made the NITs, but he didn't get destroyed over at Ole Miss. And he was a great announcer. Fantastic on I, SEC I Network. Love great on, analysis. I love turning on an SEC Network game and having Andy Kennedy up there. Can great. you say that about, about Frank if Frank ever becomes an announcer? I'd have to listen to it. There is there is an element in which Frank would be a good announcer. It, he would drive me crazy personally, I'm sure. Fair. But uh, but I, I think that there would be an, an element of Frank being a good announcer. Andy Kennedy, better announcer than Darren Horn. But <laughs> I can agree with that. Darren Horn was the worst analyst I've ever heard on any type of TV service. I, I bet Andy Kennedy's better at most things than Darren Horn. Better coach, better uh, pr- probably a better basketball player. That'd be that, that'd be fun to see them go one on one. I'm glad. Look at that. I'm making Bryce laugh. On the uh, it doesn't happen. It's rare. <laughs> so uh, so um, anyway, the men they handle business. Sixty six, sixty three over UAB. UAB favored by three going into the game and. I mean, you agree that this was going to be a tough non-conference matchup. I was very worried about losing this basketball game. They were picked number one in Conference USA. They went 22-7 and seven last year and had a great coach. My expectation was just battle along with them and hope to win at the end. That and, was my goal going into and, it. And I'll tell you what, not only was I very concerned about losing this basketball coming in, last eight minutes of this basketball game, I was very concerned about losing this basketball game. Well, it got a little scary. We, so, we actually played great at the start of the game. First half, we kind of handled business and controlled the, controlled the game in the first half. Yeah. And then, uh, and then second half, we, we broke the lead open. I think we were up by 15. 
think that was the most. So we're up ten at half, and it got up to fourteen, fifteen. That's yeah. fair. And then, uh, and then they started chipping away. Well, we have to when we're talking about this game. How about Eric Stevenson, the guy that went? I believe was he two of twenty five, two of twenty six going into the game. Two of twenty six, two of twenty five coming into the game. However, he goes six for nine from the floor. But he started three of three from three. He's he started three of three from three, and uh, the arena came, erupted. He he when when he made the second one, the arena went crazy, and then he banked in the third. Right, and and it's it's the loudest I've heard Colonial Life for the men. It was the loudest a, I've ever heard you in the seats. That, that, you, that you that lost it. That you lost. That can't you be true. You lost it that on the bank. I think you mentioned true. the bank was open. I, I did say the bank was open. It was open. I had to calm you down a little bit because I felt like you were going to take your shirt off. That's how excited you were. So like, I that it's funny that you were telling me to calm down. And hey, that's what it was in that situation. All I was doing was getting hyped for a man making a three point shot. Man. I, now he had one a little later in the game, in which the shot clock was one. He was three for five from three. Right, one of his misses, y'all. It was a thirty-five footer. It was a thirty-five, and it footer. just the, the shot clock was going down. He he ends up with the ball out there and has and has to throw the ball desperation, up, yeah. and it looked good all the way. If that had gone in, the place would have erupted. Well. I did want to mention the students keep coming out to these games. They love them some Eric Stevenson. The Eric Stevenson chance. Yes. Happened. Yes. And uh, hopefully the kid just keeps shooting and keeps, well, he's going to keep shooting. If Eric, if we've learned anything. He is the definition of a volume guy. And hopefully he keeps putting some of them in. Uh, Student section for the two men's home games, they've been full. They've been fantastic. But what about the other? What about um, the regular general public? Not good. Not lowly attended games this year. Not good at all. I'm talking like maybe 2,500, 3,000 at the most. So it's probably, outside the students. So so the students. It's it's this is going to be a hard number to like peg because the student attendance has been so good. So then the announced attendance. They always announce the paid. Yeah, yeah, but but they'll add the students into the announced attendance, right. and so. And so, like, it probably actually sounds like a much better number. Like, I think Upstate was like seven thousand or something, okay. which, which sounds like a really great number. But four thousand were students. Easy. They Easy. were in the upper deck. They, they were in the upper, the upper deck. deck. Yeah. And um, we like don't put them up there. Fill them in in empty seats. It's all about the paid tickets. That's what the university likes. But hey, at least the one side of the court full. And yep. then the one side, the back right of the, one of the goals, full. Yep. They they made their presence known. And it, I think that helped them win the game. At the end of the day, the, the crowd. Yeah, the students. crowd. So we need to talk more about this game because kind of a lot happens down the stretch. So so UAB, so we get up 15. Uh, the game, we are cruising along. Stevenson and Reese carrying it early on. And, and uh, they're definitely, obviously we have not seen Bryant and Wilson play. Right. But. But even with the poor showing of shooting from Eric Stevenson, Stevenson and Reese are definitely our two best players of this bunch that's been playing. So far, that's all we got to go on. Cousinard yeah. um, had an off night. Uh, excuse me, yes. With Cousinard, Cousinard had an off night, but we really have three. There's three guys that I want the ball in. Also, Eric Stevenson, he might, be, he might have had some games where he's been cold, 
But this guy is doing everything. He's around the basket. He steals. He, he's leading the team in steals. He might be leading the conference in steals. He has a lot. You know, like, um, and um, he's he's getting rebounds. He gets these blocks. He comes in on the help D. Like he is. There's no problem with the defense, and that's why Frank plays him because. Frank says the and, shots will eventually go down, and and I I I agree with him. Stevenson should play as much as as much as he can, but so um, and hopefully the shot keeps falling. We get up fifteen, and then UAB shows us why they were favored. Well, and Stevenson gets knocked out a little bit. He goes out. Yeah, he gets for in foul four trouble. or five minutes. He he, he, he gets, gets his, in foul trouble. He well, he goes out. Well, for a he, while. he gets out. He gets hurt. He gets brought back in. Quick two fouls. Yeah. So so he goes out. And um and it's it gets a little dicey. Well, you have a lot of freshmen in there. I think yep. it was Reese Wright was playing down the stretch. Martin, who's let's make a little note. Brandon Martin started the game. Didn't look bad. Yeah. Like I mean He didn't look bad at all. Of of the guys that were available, he we're might not, have been one of the best five. We're not gonna call him the steel curtain yet. No, he's not Ryan Steele. Well let's just say one slow clap for Brandon Martin. There you go. That was pretty good. And then Levesque. I'm going to keep saying this about Levesque. Levesque, 13-7, and seven, having a quiet good year. He's doing exactly what we need him to be doing. Year three for he, him. He's he's In year three, he is exactly who we need him to be in year three. The only thing I would say about Levesque is that it's got to continue once he gets to SEC play. And that's where he faded off last year and the year before that. So, so UAB at the end of this game gets really hot. And they chip away. They go they on a little away. run. Yep. They go on a little run. I think they tie the game. I don't think they ever take the lead. I think they tie the game. We we, we then make a bucket. We you know we, keeping it with a little bit of a run, and uh, it gets down to the end. And uh, Stevenson fouls out. Devin Carter though. And then they he get, was the guy. They cut it to one. We, we get a bucket. Yep. Um, they come down and cut it to one. Yep. And uh, with like a minute left. Um, we have the ball back up one. We take the whole shot clock. We we run a play to Devin Carter. He gets fouled. He's great driving at the basket. Goes to the line. The kid makes both, and it puts us up three. Um, we had pulled down all the shot clock, so I think at that point I I was wrong when I said a minute. There was less than a minute when they cut it to one. Um, at there's now like ten seconds left on it. So we get up three, and they get the ball. And the, guess what Frank did? Frank fouled. And we are calling for it. That is the thing to do in that situation. Frank, Frank fouled, so they go to the line with like three seconds left. They go to the line with like three seconds left, and um, and kid makes both of them. He made four down the stretch, and yeah. we won the game because yeah. Of well, it. No, no, the UAB kid makes both of them. Oh yeah. And then Carolina inbounds the ball. He's fouled again. Devin Carter and Devin Carter ends up with the ball. Swishes makes them both. UAB misses. We win by three. It was a great game. Well, he kind of Carter showed up these last couple games. He's driving to the basket. He's getting fouled. He's getting to the line more than anyone else. I didn't think we trust a freshman early on, but he was in clutch time, and Frank trusted him, and he took care of business. If we get out of this, um, but Brian was suspended for what the first five games. Yep, he's got one more game suspension for Walford. If, if we can make it four and one, I'm th- yeah four and one yep. in those five games. Um, with some of this playing Without, time, with some of this playing time that Carter's gotten, that actually might be a good bonus to the season. And Wilson's out too, so we've been missing 
Bryant and Wilson. If we four and one through that, if you would have said that before the year that we missed those two that were going to be starters and go four and four and one, you wouldn't have complained. I would not have complained. We still, I'm still mad we didn't beat. You, you would have been like, "Who is that team we lost to?" Yeah, yeah. What did we lose to Upstate? You know, <laughs> like that's that's probably what I would have said, uh, which probably wasn't fair to Frank. But uh, but yeah, it, great game by the men. Uh, there is one thing that what bothered you that that bothered me about this game, and at the 10:41 mark, exactly. Okay, at the 10:41 mark. We're up by like 13 or 14. Okay. Stevenson commits his third foul. Frank does not take him out of the game. You mentioned that in the stands. Why didn't he take him out? I don't know why he didn't take him out. And, and well, so actually I know why he didn't take him out because he is our best defensive player. He's the backbone. And, and especially with Bryant and Wilson not in, he definitely is the backbone of the team on defense. And, and he was bringing it on offense, you know, against UAB. Frank, Frank doesn't take him out. And next play. The next play, 14 seconds later, he he commits. Dumb his, foul. It was a dumb foul. And Frank should have put him on the bench and just played and just let two or three minutes go by. 12-minute mark, yeah. And seen with the – well, it was already at the 1041. Just, yeah. just, get, just get to the under-eight timeout right. and see what's going on. If they've cut back into it, you then put him back in with three fouls. But then Wright has to come in for him with the four fouls. And guess what? That's when UAB that's goes when UAB on the run. Starts their run, and and they they start chipping away. They start chipping away. They they chip away, and and we we need Stevenson in the game to play D, and we don't put him back in. Then then Frank finally puts him in at the under four, right? Four fouls, right? Possession. It was beautiful. He hits. It was either Levesque or Woodley. I forget who it was, but they bring it in, and it was like the whole UAB team thought that Stevenson was immediately. Jacking up a three, he throws a nice little. He throws Good a Levesque nice, underneath for he, a little layup. That's he throws what it was. a nice little pass to yep. Levesque for a layup in a time when we needed a bucket. But then a minute later, he picks up his fifth, and just like I got worried when he fouled out. When he fouled out, I thought it was over. Yeah, like I, I thought we were not going to be able to stop them. They were going to score every time they had the ball. But hey, Carter came through, and those are the games UAB could be a quad one win. I think it was a quad two win. On Thursday, but if they keep winning, that could turn into a quad one. UAB is going to be an NCAA tournament team. They look like one. And uh, so we beat an NCAA tournament team. So does that mean we look like one? I think it just evens out the Princeton loss, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. God, it would be nice to be 5-0. and it's th- That Princeton loss is going to... Is going to be a thorn in my side. As long as it doesn't lead to other ones, one loss doesn't kill you. That's true. It's the two or three bad ones that would happen in the past. So it's we're recording this um, after the UConn game on Monday, Monday afternoon. And so, Bryce, what do we got coming up tomorrow? We have the men playing again against the foe. Maybe you know, in the past, one of the best teams in the Upstate or in the whole state. Yeah, Walford's coming to town. Walford's coming to town, and as a game, I get scared. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Like I don't know what the spread is. I haven't looked it up, but. I don't care what it is. They're four and one. They they're one loss, eight point loss to Clemson at Clemson. That just shows to me right there that they can compete. They probably have a few guys that shoot the three. If if we can win this game without Bryant, we're in business. I think this team's in business. That leads us into Ryder on Sunday. That puts us in the right direction going into our Georgetown Florida State games because yeah. that that's the D one schools that. 
we it's going to be the measuring stick to where this to team's that. at, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or we need to win. Be, we need to be able to beat one of them, you know. But but uh, winning this Walford game, if if I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Frank goes out and wins this Walford game without Bryant, I shut up about Princeton for the rest of the season. I won't mention it again on the pod. Ooh, that's dangerous. I I, I will not. Y- y'all can hold me to it. I will not mention the Princeton loss on the pod. Our buddy Mike, Mike Anderson, call Sumter out Well, well, well if he brings it up again. Well, Frank has to win first. Fair enough. <laughs> Frank has to win against Princeton. But if he beats Princeton, I won't complain. I will give Frank his just due. Went through the went through the Bryant suspension four and one and um, and with one loss that was as good as it could have been done. So for hopefully next week episode, hopefully we're talking two more wins for the men. Oh man, that would be that would just be lovely. Going into the the hard stretch of our non conference. Yeah, and and hopefully we're talking two more wins for the women. Fair enough, but I did want to mention before we end this episode, I did want to mention Chick Fil A. <laughs> so if you guys are if you're going to home games under the eight minute mark in the second half for the men, yeah. and then the fourth quarter for the women, the whole fourth quarter, the Chick Fil A does the if the opponent misses two free throws in a row, it's the Chick Fil A foul shot. F O W. Great pun, and. All of a sudden, you just got to turn your Chick-fil-A app on, make sure the location settings are on. So if you're there and that happens, they miss two, it pops up into your phone. Well, guess what's happened at the women's game, Clemson, and the men's game, UAB? They gave us chicken. They No no team. No, I think it was the Clemson game, the ladies, they actually did miss two. But I looked, looked at the Chick-fil-A app before that, and we already had a free reward for the chicken. Yeah. But they didn't give me a second one. That was the first thing for the, the Chick-fil-A. But then at the UAB game. Are you really complaining about that? I am a little bit complaining. I wanted about- two free chicken sandwiches. Well, and then for the UAB game, they only missed one. They didn't have missed two in a row. And I looked at my Chick-fil-A app and another yeah. free chicken came in there. Yeah. I'm like this. The guy at Chick-fil-A that's in charge of the app has one job. I think they're just throwing free chicken out there. Hey, I mean, when you go use your reward, do you get more than a chicken sandwich? Oh, yeah. I get a, I get a little bit extra. A little. You get executive producer Aaron something? I don't know. I need to ask. Yeah, I always get her. She'll she'll get mad at me, no <laughs> yeah, doubt. That's right. So, I mean, Chick-fil-A wins. So, yeah, they're giving you free chicken every time. That's fair. Yeah. That's the only reason why it's I went business. out there. They did good. They Cap- got me. Capitalism. Well, anyway, shout out to Chick-fil-A for just throwing out free chicken. You know what else? You know what other promotion I'm kind of excited about? What's that? This Hardy's Biscuit thing. What's the Hardy's Biscuit promotion? They're they're only they only did it at the women's game. They didn't do it at either of the men's. Okay. If you if the if they make three three pointers, as the team as the as team, a whole as the team, we should make three. Oh, we did against Clemson. We made nine. I I almost started tweeting out. Does this mean we get two biscuits? But did uh, you go to Hardee's and get that? So it's it's only it's a it's a tough sell. Okay. It's only in the breakfast hours the next day. Ooh. So so you've got to like. You've got to like get to Hardee's and get the biscuit. So if you're working from home, hard to get out of the house for that. I, you could, can't you just put the meeting on the phone? Where is the Where just, is the nearest Hardee's in, from Forest Acres? From Forest Acres, well, there's one over by the VA, and there's okay. one on Rosewood. Okay. Uh, and it's amazing that I just pulled two. Wow. Where, where two wow. Hardee's were? It seems like is Hardy our sponsor? No. Is Chick Fil A our sponsor? No, no, they're not our sponsor. They just give us free stuff for going to the games. Okay. They sponsor Gamecock basketball only. Wow, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I don't know where there's one in Forest Drive, but there's one over by the VA. Okay, it's, good. it's on my way to work. 
I, I can't tell you the last I time I had Hardee's. I could have just swung through the drive through and gotten a biscuit. I might start doing this. Maybe you should throw your podcaster, fellow podcaster, some Hardee's. Well, I would have to then drive it over here before work. Get me a road biscuit. Yeah. But but you would but we only get one so I would have to I would have to pay you would be the only one getting a free biscuit here sounds good to me <laughs> yeah I'm sure it does all right guys oh, we're at time y'all just got introduced to cheap Bryce over there oh man <laughs> hey a lot of food talk today yeah. hey well, when, when we're winning we're in a good mood hey guess what guess what no just complaints speaking of food talk what's coming up what is coming up Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving hope Bryce, you guys Bryce what's your favorite Thanksgiving food hang on before you before you turn okay. the podcast off. So at the Frank Martin presser, he said something that I wholeheartedly agree with. And it's just, it's just fantastic. He said at his press conference, he was asked what his favorite Thanksgiving food was. And he goes, you you know, and he he goes, well, yeah, you you know, uh, stuffing. Well, yeah, turkey too. Well, I guess there's mashed potatoes and collards. Honestly, guys, when you get to, when you grow up to be 270, you're not picky about Thanksgiving food. Well, my favorite, we, the Hitchcocks, we do a, Filet mignon. Y'all do steak for Bacon wrap. Steak. Bacon wrap steaks for Thanksgiving. I bet that's 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 fantastic. classy. That is classy. Old shout out to old timey meat market. A little a little zag from tradition. That's right. Creating your own tradition. Why like not it. us? I do love a good a good turkey. You know, just turkey and gravy, potatoes. It's fantastic. Well, anyway, thanks to the listeners listening to us this we, year. We are thankful for all of your downloads. You know what else I'm thankful for? What's that? I'm thankful for Dawn Staley. She's a winner. She is a winner. And we'll be thankful for Frank as long as he keeps winning. Sound good? Uh, sure. I like winning. I like winning, too. All We're right. out, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right. See you guys. Go, Cox.